Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Today, we continue to talk about the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12. It seems counterintuitive to say that one sort of poverty could actually open the door to another sort of prosperity. Let's learn what Jesus said about how the poor in spirit and the persecuted are blessed. We get turned around sometimes. For, for two or three years in a row, we would have this camp here at the warehouse. And, um, and I would start off every time that I was calling, it was, it was a leadership camp. So I think the most we ever had at one time was like 55 kids. Um, because it was leadership. Who wants to go do that stuff, right? <laughs> um, but every time I'd call people to the chapel, I'd play this ridiculous little song where, um, I might have it, I might have it backwards because it's been years since I've done it, but a, a duck would come to a, a lemonade stand and ask for grape juice. And um, the person, the uh, the duck, the other duck running the, the lemonade stand would get frustrated every day that this, this this duck was coming to ask for grape juice, you know, and finally they get grapes and the duck comes and asks for lemonade. And it's a ridiculous little song. I, I don't, other than being fun, I have no idea what the point of it was, but it, it used to aggravate the teenagers. So, of course, I played it. <clears throat> and I always saw that was sort of this reverse thing, Right. Uh, it is how we act. Uh, you know, God's dishing out lemonade and we go, do you have any grape juice? And we, you know, we sort of get this image that if we, if we worry him enough, he'll switch it up and go get us some grape juice. Uh, when the reality is it is we ourselves that need a radical reorienting. Because a lot of times we we have this image of how, how, what we think life should be and what particularly we think what we think our lives should be, and and it has it comes against the truth. You know we're over here you know hashtag blessed and we we think that means we get what we want when we want it to the degree we want it for as long as we want it um, with at the quantity and quality of which we want it and then we go I'm blessed you know or or. <laughs> Or we think blessing comes without suffering. I cannot tell you, knowing the amount of young people I know, I cannot tell you how many times people have posted on social media, going for this interview, pray I get this job, they get their job. And a lot of times it's, you know, where young people start in service industry or whatever. And in their next post is, got that job, praise God, six weeks later, later, OMG, I hate this place, right? Where one moment they're asking God for something, they actually get it and they don't like it. And, and a lot of times it's out of those two frameworks that we think of blessing. Me getting what I want and uh, me getting something and it not costing. Those two frameworks. Me being in the situation that I think I want and me being in the situation that I want to be in and it not costing me. That's why the Beatitudes begin to give us a truly radical reorientation of our understanding of what it means to be blessed. He says, first, blessed are those who are poor. We go, wait a minute, I don't like that. But that's what it said. Blessed are the, are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of, of, of heaven. I mean, just look at it for yourself. Grab your Bible. Look at verse three. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. 
Isn't that neat? Blessed, okay, are those people. Why? Because they have the kingdom. Verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. It didn't say persecuted for your own foolishness. Like when you are doing 65 in a 45 and you get a ticket, that's not a persecution because of righteousness sake. Um, that's, that's because you're driving like a dummy. Let's call it what it is. I know I'm a master of that, of getting speeding tickets. Um, and I deserve them when I get them. That's not being persecuted. This is says, you know, bless is that person. And we could also say happy is that person who, when they're so caught up in the things of God, when they're doing the will of God, the work of God, filled with the spirit of God, following the plan of God, and it costs them. They begin to be persecuted. That person for sure is in the kingdom. You know, you need God. The kingdom is yours. Walking with God is costing you something in this world. You know, you're in the kingdom. But, but before we go to these other ones, look at verses 11 and 12. Okay. It, it sort of fleshes out that persecution in verse, verse number 10. So it says, uh, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. What did you just tell me? I'll be happy that I'm good, that I'm hashtag blessed when people revile me and persecute me and utter evil about me. What? Yes, that's, that's what it says. Then he says, rejoice. Be glad. Okay, wait a minute, guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you remember that time that I got to do that thing and I was with my friends and we were so happy and we decided that we do it every year and then every year when we do it, we take our picture and we were hashtag blessed. Do you remember that time I got that raise a job at my job and I was like, hashtag blessed. Do you remember that time my child got into that school that we really wanted him to get into and we was like, hashtag blessed. I'm not saying those things aren't blessings. I'm saying that's not the baseline for understanding blessing. The baseline for understanding blessing. You say, I need God. And I walk so strong with God that it costs me in this world. That I, when I face objection to my faith, I do not fold in the face of objection. I continue on the path of faith. Now, what's cool is you can you can expect reward. So it says, okay, so you're following me and this really hurts. Expect reward though. Expect God to reward you. Your reward, but where is it great? In heaven? Like there's a whole, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a whole line of prosperity preaching that, that basically says the eternal God has done all that the eternal God has done to make you rich in a temporal realm. They haven't re read this definition of blessed. Again, the reason I say we need a radical reorientation of our understanding of being blessed, and we can walk this all the way through scripture, but I'm already seeing my time is running away. I think this baseline definition of being blessed is being hungry for God and holding on to God no matter what. It's not to say that when anything else that is good comes into our lives, that we're not blessed. Because first, 
A, we have to see, we have to come to understand what does God call good? What is God's definition of good? And the Bible would say, if any good gift comes to you, this is in James chapter one, if any good gift would come to you, it comes down to you from the father of lights. See that? So those things are also blessings, but it's interesting to see as Jesus unfolds his teaching ministry, as he begins his teaching ministry in earnest, as we look at the typical teaching ministry of Jesus outlined here in Matthew chapters five through seven, and we see the opening of it. We see that Jesus says the person who will be happy ultimately, the person who will be happy ultimately is the person who knows they need God and the person that holds on to God no matter what. Does that make sense? Boy, howdy, we need this word. And God is saying, you, you work this now. You work with me now and you are with me now. But the ultimate reward, the ultimate reward comes later. So being blessed is being with God and holding on to him no matter what. That's being blessed. And that is, that is in the face of present problems, it is present assurance. But at the prospect of ultimate reward, it is present promises that we hold on to for ultimate assurance. Cool thing about something like this is you can always rewind it and hear that again. I mean, just think about what he's saying. But wait, there's more. All of that has been a setup in my mind, to give us the baseline reorientating definition of blessed. Baseline. There's more. If you go back and look um, at verses uh, four through nine, what we can clearly see is that there is a present, present tense experience and a future tense full realization. That's not to say we won't taste the goodness of God in this life. Absolutely, we will taste the goodness of God in this life. But the fullest goodness of God comes through eternity. I'm not even going to say after this life, because life in this life is to know God. John chapter 17, verse 3. Life in this life is to know God. See, a lot of people have little L life, and that's all they ever experience is little L life. You know, you might say it like this. They have little L life, right? But the person who, you know, who knows God's got big L life. And if in little L life, we don't get big L life, then, you know, we never have been alive. What we have done was enjoyed a several decade long wake. All right. So there's more. Baseline definition. Let's go and look at what these blessings of the kingdom look like. I think we have set the mark here for radical reorientation of our idea of what it means to be blessed. I think we should um, 
We should count our blessings, name them one by one, count our many blessings, see what God has done all the time. But I also think we should understand the baseline for being blessed is saying, I need God desperately and holding on to God no matter what happens to us in life. That's the baseline for being blessed. Hope we can agree on that. Now, and not agree with me. Don't agree with me. Just, just agree with the Bible. Now let's look at verses, uh, four through nine, uh, really quickly. I see the time is flying by. All right. The Bible says, verse four, blessed are those who, who mourn. All right. They, they're mourning now. Um, they shall inherit the earth. I mean, excuse me. They will be comforted. They shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are meek. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Uh, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Do you see that? Three and ten were like, blessed are those who, for theirs is. Verses four through nine are blessed are those who are for theirs shall be. That's pretty neat. Don't y'all think that's pretty neat? Am I the only one that thinks that's pretty neat? We're going to pause the teaching right here for now. We hope you'll join us next week as we finish studying the first portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Howdy friends, Tim Bowes here. Did you guys know that Light Steps Live is a listener-supported podcast? Did you guys know that when we began to even talk about this among some friends in our community, that all the equipment and the original donations were given by people that I serve with at My Life Matters or in my local church because they wanted to get behind this important project? So for six months, we've been living off of those original six donors. We recently received donations from two listeners, and that really encouraged us. It would be fantastic to add to those numbers. We'd like to increase our days and episodes of production. We'd like to invest in some other equipment. We'd like the opportunity to broaden the scale of who we're getting these podcasts out to. But let's be frank, to do that, we need support. I encourage you to consider this, pray about it. And if the Lord leads, go to our website, lifesteps.live, to contact us for questions or to make a donation. And while you're visiting our website, check out the Lightsteps blog for a short, daily, written devotional. We look forward to continue bringing the word to people as they do the chores around the house or on their drive to work. We believe that God desires to do a great work through his word and we simply want to be a part of what God is doing. Thanks for considering this. The gift that all of you can give us is the gift of prayer. If you would, stop right now and pray for us in this important ministry of the word. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. 
Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.